to The Dimensional Ladder with your host, Roy Laverne. Your host, Roy Laverne. I'm going to be talking about spiritual things, things beyond this planet, things uh, no one could possibly imagine, including myself. I'll be interviewing some pretty amazing people, some pretty awesome folks. So, friends, this first episode is going to be me sharing with you a little bit about myself. That way, you can kind of get to know uh, the host a little bit. So, like I said, my name is Roy Laverne. I suppose I would call myself a musician. I play uh, multiple instruments. Um, I can recall playing some sort of circular instrument in a church in a dream at some point and almost like I was interfacing with a uh, conscious holographic machine and I remember seeing the zodiacal symbols on it so like I said uh, I'm a musician I have a band we're called Consider the Beast. We're going to be putting out some music soon. But uh, i that's not what this podcast is about, or whatever this is. This is about uh, something much more imp- important, and the purpose of which has to slowly be revealed over time. But um, for those those of the lighter nature and on the path of light um, in the middle of the mirror matrix golden spiral will know ultimately what is happening because we're at a very interesting time in human history in history itself friends So, a little bit about me, my uh, my zodiac sign, I am Ophiuchus. Yes, that's right. My whole life I believed I was a Sagittarius. And uh, recently I've been learning about uh, the true zodiacal system, the, the 13 months. <clears throat> so there's actually supposed to be 13 months and 365 days for all 13 of those months and then a day at a time that's meant to be the holiest of days and in that system fits um, the one zodiac that is not bound by the four elements 
earth, wind, water, fire. And that is Ophiuchus, who is of the pentagonal, etheric nature. And if you're not sure what the ether is, um, it is another name for space-time, I believe, um, in reference to the, the raw fabric, the material itself, um, the soul plasmoidal energy that starts to vibrate the, the superfluid liquid consciousness that takes shape over time. And that's what everything is made of. All matter is different states of ether fluid and different densities. And remember, friends, we're always spinning and gravitating at the same time. So there's two separate aspects of movement just on the planetary scale. And the sun is also moving. Then our universe, the Milky Way galaxy, is moving. So, I am uh, an Ophiuchus, and uh, I am here to share some experiences. Uh, what I'm about to share with you, and I will probably do this over a couple parts, um, but I'm going to share some of my direct experiences, um, either in a dream state or an out-of-body state of some sort. Uh, I can recall having a dream of uh, male and female blue glowing human-like beings. So in this dream I had, I was in one of my old apartment buildings, and I just remember these two male and female blue electrical, almost Native American looking uh, individuals side by side, they were traveling very very quickly and uh, their clothes and their skin and everything was was almost a translucent blue and uh, it their their clothing looked natural um, and it looked like maybe the archetypal energy that some of the Native Americans probably have seen and maybe indeed uh, I could have actually been seeing Native American spirits themselves uh, because I am in a part of the country where that actually would um, have occurred in the past. So, do with that information what you will. I'm just sharing here. This was a real uh, dream I had, an experience. And uh, my, my opinion on dreams is... Uh, doesn't really matter if they're quote-unquote real or not because it's an experience happening through spinning corks and the same the same matter that is used in our quote-unquote consensus waking reality and it's the same parts of the brain um, you accept it uh, the part of your rational mind turns off and then you're given information and then you have an experience um, now I think there's also a difference between a dream a visitation being abducted I think you can do it accidentally I think you can do it purposely 
think if you're not spiritually protected, it can be done to you. I think if you're an evil individual with bad intentions, it's going to come back to you if you try doing it to someone else because um, the dark ones don't want us to know that our energy will always return to source. So they have a matrix trap to try to keep us here. And uh, there's actually a frequency fence on the outer limits of reality that human beings get picked up from time to time and fed information. And uh, I believe I may have gone out there, perhaps burned one of my wings on that frequency fence because uh, someone told me they had a dream about me and uh, I had two wings and one of my wings was uh, burnt. One of my wings was burnt in this dream. But the other one was not. Um, so another dream I had, uh, I remember being in what felt like a car. So it was probably my my mind's attempt to grasp what was happening. So I was in something like a craft or something and I was taken out and I could feel my feet touch the ground, seemingly. And there was an individual there, human-like or human-looking being, and these are this is a part of an experience I believe may have been an abduction because uh, these beings can actually uh, they look like individuals from your life because they can scan your consciousness and your mind and so um, they might not necessarily pick someone that scares you but they might pick someone you respect and in, in, in a bit of a fearful way that you might not question and in this dream there was uh, one of my uh, teacher, uh, a male professor, um, for better or worse. But I remember he like took me out of this car and I looked up into the sky and there was an enormous phoenix-like bird, an enormous sky phoenix, like a red, orange, yellow sky phoenix. And, and then when I looked up and it was seemingly so large my mind made it look like it was taking up the the entire diameter of the sky and I could feel it come down at me as if it's like uh, about to eat me you know I can feel the the gravity like I can feel its heat getting close I feel it like right at my face and I'm looking up at it not scared and then this individual that was with me this human like being that took on one of the one of my professor's uh, shapes suddenly took me to a building and I was sh sheltered in this building and they were like laying on top of me as if I couldn't tell if they were protecting me or if they were manipulating me in some sort of way and since I've affirmed that that Phoenix energy uh, is my energy and anyone that tries to take it from me will suffer the consequences in a similar manner I remember being with uh, being in a room it felt like I was in a like in a prison like I was stuck and one of these beings walked in again it was actually not the same professor but a another male teacher from the same university that walked into this room and as soon as you walked into this room, I uh, shot a directed 
energy beam at him from my hands and completely destroyed him. And, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much all for that dream that I remember. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear my, my cat Cirrus uh, purring right now. Um, he's a good cat. Yeah. Yeah. So, I can recall what felt like being in, like, a prison. And, uh, perhaps I was going through reclaiming my energy. Because, uh, I felt like I had destroyed my captor and freed myself. And, uh, I am free. I can recall um, being on a place, and this was during a time when I was having a lot of these kinds of similar dreams, and it almost felt like I was going to some sort of a futuristic, I don't want to say an airport, but that's the closest thing, but like a, like a interdimensional airport or something, like a galactic gateway. And everything was kind of futuristic, sleek, uh, like tall, white, slanted walls, like dark glass. And um, I can recall um, flying around in certain crafts, sometimes by myself, sometimes with other individuals. Um, just kind of in, in general. And there was always a sense like I knew where I was going. And there also... A few occasions where I can remember there being a few crashes, or what there may have felt like being crashes. Uh, I remember being on what I think was Mars, maybe. Um, either Mars or S Saturn, I don't know. But um, it was somewhere incredibly hot. And I was at this place that they were calling the cauldron. Um, so it probably wasn't on the moon because it would have been too hot for the metal moon, the hollow metal moon. But uh, I remember seeing this cauldron and they were calling it something of a soul forge. Like somehow they were using extreme heat and pressure in these bizarre stone like chambers with lava and it seemed like I was on the other side of this cliff like this gigantic m mountainous chasm area and on the on the other side of it because it was so hot I could feel the heat emanating from the other side um, of the cauldron that they called it but um, yeah then I remember um, seeing one of my friends in a dream in one of my old apartments um, so in this dream, I was talking to a separate friend, and uh, I saw one of my old red tricycles roll out from the front door, and I'm like, what? So I go over to this tricycle, and uh, I go outside, and uh, one of my friends is out there. I follow him to the backyard, and, and he starts talking to me, and I'm like, hey, you're not really this person, are you? And they're like, no. And I asked them to show me their true form, and 
I was looking right at him and he just seemingly vanished and I looked down and there was a puddle of water there and in the water I saw my reflection um, I can recall being on earth in a dream and in an instant just jumping out into the outer limits of the atmosphere as, as far as I could go um, and I was facing the planet and there was a point where I stopped and uh, I remember it was kind of like a scream almost like a scream that got me there like a purposefully directed um, like it projected me or something Um, let me know, y'all, if you have also experienced any of this kind of stuff. Um, if you've experienced flashing lights in your vision. Um, I've seen many things, but on multiple occasions in different scenarios, I would see typically from a sleeping state most of the time. Only a few times did it ever happen in waking lucid consciousness. But um, typically waking from a sleeping state, I would be standing up and going about my day. And then in both sides of my vision, I would see intense blinking white lights. Uh, no outer light source. I wasn't imagining it. Uh, these were not dreams. And I, I've talked to other people that have experienced that before. Um... And I can re I can recall seeing this with closed eyes and seeing these quick flashing lights happening, and then seeing um, what may be called the web of eyes or the the crown of consciousness. Um, if anyone is familiar with um, Alex Gray's work, you know it kind of looks like a net or a web, but every connected point, every nodal point, is an eye, and it's kind of a metaphor for the ancestral array. You know, the longitudinal gravity field love um, so this was during um, a time when I I wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary I was just having um, awakening experiences and uh, I actually started experiencing something called <laughs> that I call uh, the self-infectious laughter disaster because I would start laughing um, just out of nowhere like nothing funny would happen and it's not like one of those things where something inappropriate happens and you start laughing it's it's one of those things where nothing funny happens I'm just going throughout my day and for some reason I'll just start laughing and uh, it got to be kind of a problem and I realized that was probably early kundalini um, awakening uh, and uh, some believe that quote-unquote schizophrenia may be um, just an undirected kundalini I also can recall um, one time when I laughed just so hard that I began crying and it was actually in front of a few friends um, so it was pretty embarrassing but um, 
they understood and it was all okay after that and I actually haven't had that happen before um then one of my other friends I don't think he'd care if I named him but I won't but him and I uh him and I caught the laughter bug one time him and I were hanging out at my uh my parents old place in the basement and uh I'm not joking for a half hour straight we were laughing for a half hour like not periodically for a solid half hour were we rolling around on the floor actually trying to stop and then the more we tried to stop the funnier it would become that we were trying to stop laughing and just the absurdity of what was happening just kept uh, amplifying <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> sometimes I um, think that maybe s s these dreams are connected uh, some of them uh, non-linearly like they might be memories or they might be happening in real time in a, another density um, for, for instance that dream I had when I broke out of that prison place I kind of felt like uh that was connected to a dream where I found a hallway of rooms and in these each room was a different memory from my life and it's actually a place I can go to now consciously and I found this place from a dream I had when I was in a hotel and something happened in this hotel and I was upstairs on the main level and people just started running around like freaking out um, and I ran into the center of this hotel where there's like the circular desk and I remember trying to pick up like a jar of water and it was extremely heavy for me um, just a jar of water in this dream and I hopped over this center uh, area and I walked over towards where it seemed like uh, my hotel room was and I saw uh, Sir Paul McCartney he had a few ladies on his arms and he was asking if he could use my room and uh, for some reason I I gave him permission but I've actually since gone to that place and I've had to tell Paul to, to get out <laughs> and uh, we'll talk more on that later but after that there was a door next to that room where I went downstairs into a, a, a kind of an unfinished basement and there's like a flashing like fluorescent light or something and there's like a partially painted brown wall that I felt like I had been to before uh, I felt like I had been in this like basement area so um, I like walked I opened up these doors by that short painted area and it led to this like hallway like an L-shaped hallway uh, and in front of me, uh, there was like, uh, like lights going to these double doors at the end of this hallway. And, the there were two sets of double doors 
and I could see like my reflection in the double doors and it, it was kind of like distorted like it seemed like it wasn't for some reason I was scared like I think maybe and I've actually since returned to those double doors and uh, realized that that is a realm of higher density that you must be protected spiritually before going into but um, from that point to my left then was a dark hallway which I was also afraid of at first but since I've returned and I've realized that myself is the light I walk down that dark hallway and it's illuminated and I'm able to go through all of my memories in that hallway of my past life and I can one accept my life and accept what has happened two I could see what would theoretically happen if I changed events and three I, I can feel the difference and I can heal myself and uh, I believe that we all have this ability we all have this place in our minds and our hearts where we can go into our memories where we can heal our traumas where we can realign ourselves with the organic ascension and part of why I'm here is to um, is to s spread this message which is nothing new it's 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 God's message it's it's what Jesus talked about it's all the good stuff but it's all on the inside so all these experiences I'm having that I'm sharing with you are uh, are happening within they're happening from the inside um and I'm not making this stuff up this is a uh, these are long-term memories that I've held from from dreams that I've been able to to recall do with it what you will but um again I think some of these are a little bit different um I used to think I knew what dreams were but you know I take it all with a, a decagonal grain of salt uh, I highly recommend anyone who hasn't tried Hemisync the gateway experience from the Monroe Institute anyone that has that has not tried Hemisync yet um, give it a shot is the idea of uh, what the the system is designed not not I'm not talking about the gateway now I'm, I'm talking about um, the the dark cyclic society the socioity the society it's designed to keep people in a sort of negative pattern and uh, they can actually shut off your quote-unquote rational mind temporarily using um, various methods they can manipulate your emotions a lot of times for men uh, the best thing to do is manipulate their 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 sexual appetite which is why you'll hear people talk about the 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 sin of lust so any trigger sexual religious political disgust response anything that triggers your emotions anything that manipulates you on the inside intriguing violent scary creepy symbols occultic symbols watch out for those because <laughs> you can't um defend yourself from having a, a subconscious emotional 
response from that, whether it was implanted or not. Fear responses, anything negative, okay? And also be careful for surface level positivity and destructive light, which can be hard to discern at first. But remember that we're not our sensory perception. We're beyond the the senses. The senses are just a nodal point for our spirit, our our soul plasma to inhabit in for a while. So we can be manipulated on all of these fronts, sexual, religious, political, disgust response, emotional, intrigue response, violence, being scared, being creeped out, symbols, fear, negativity, surface level positivity. They can all be manipulated in a hypnotic manner for good or bad. And typically for bad, when we're talking about the, the dark ones, the deep state, the cabal, and uh, essentially it turns off the rational part of the mind momentarily and while the emotional center basically gets bombarded or chained up in quote-unquote subconscious material they also want you to hyper fixate on dynamics like uh, conscious and subconscious they really want you to build a, a sub alpha um, self-flagellating dynamic in your own ego and they also want you to hyperfixate on masculinity and femininity. Um, remember, they run together. There's a balance. Um, women are easier to, to bring the negative aspects of masculinity out, and men are easier to bring the negative aspects of femininity out. The negative aspects of masculinity would be like uh, lust, um, like being uh, gossipy like lying, talking negatively about other people, um, you know, manipulating um, unbalanced emotions, like being led by whatever program is implanted. So remember, uh, all is one. The mind is all one, okay? And it's all within, too. And I'm going to bet that you already knew this because I have faith in humanity and I, I love human beings. I don't think we're as stupid as, uh, as the Dark Ones believe we are. And when I say Dark Ones, I, I'm talking about the, the leaders of the oppression of humanity. We'll get more into that in specifics the more we develop this conversation. But remember that the system isn't broken. This is what the system is meant to do. If the ego is your main point of operation, you will never get past it. You will be triggered by every little thing and you'll disconnect yourself from friends and family over simple disagreements. You shouldn't have to not be friends with someone just because you disagree about a concept. So, back to uh, some of my own personal experiences now. So yeah, hemisync. Hemisync can help uh, can help resynchronize, reharmonize the two hemispheres of the brain. And uh, I shouldn't really have to say how good that is for you, but uh, it's really good. Um, 
I've had several dreams representing spherical consciousness. And what I've gathered is that the easiest way to try and visualize it in three dimensions. Uh, so this is this is having a 360 degree perception, which can be can be hard to wrap your mind around. So this is entirely not the same thing from being sunken, being bound, chained, being fused to your sensory illusory perception. So I, I've had dreams of seeing myself as a sphere. I've seen other spheres. Um, I remember a very esoteric dream. I felt like I was kind of at the bottom of this like toroid spiral. If anyone knows what, what those look like. Um, but it was like I was on the inside of it, you know, as it's moving. Or I was like on the like the bottom inside and I was kind of looking up at sort of where the wall curves up in that concave manner. And uh, it almost felt like I wasn't supposed to be aware of that. Like I wasn't supposed to see that. And then it kind of stopped after that. But um, I remember a separate dream of seeing a blue sphere. Like a moving blue sphere. And there were other different colored smaller spheres emanating from it. Coming off of it. And like my perception kind of like moved away from this sphere. I couldn't tell if that meant I was either that blue sphere or I was coming off of that blue sphere or if I was just seeing it. But spherical consciousness, I in 180 degrees, which is what we know, three-dimensional reality, it would look like from your left side coming at you something very quickly. Almost like, um, almost like there's a encircling r ring of energy around the outside of your body just kind of around you and uh, on the left side you see it coming in very quickly and on the right side you see it going the opposite direction so it looks like it's coming towards you on the left side kind of concave and then on the right side it looks like it's going away from you concave so um my depiction of this has been like being in the center of chaos like being in the still point of chaos which if anyone is familiar with the work of Dan Winter um, he talks about how our plasma soul energy in the um, astral plane when we inhabit a nodal ray such as the brain the synapses or another point we inhabit kind of the the eye of the storm, which is the eye of consciousness. The um, the polarized uh, positive and negative, and that positive and negative is only referring to the flow of direction of energy, not good or bad. Uh, just just the position of the energy on the location of the the toroidal you know EMF field, the electromagnetic field of uh, consciousness. So you inhabit these chaotic points and you're in the center of it. And I've seen it as being in the middle of two oppositely passing train tracks. 
and just sitting still in the middle of this train track. And I can also remember in in one of these instances seeing like a a white man and a black man on either side of me. And then I was in this I was in the middle like my my mind was trying to comprehend like polarity in a way. And uh this was all way before um I knew anything about this stuff that I was having these dreams. So I was like seeing a, a and by white and black man I mean like their whole entire being, like not their skin color. Uh, and I was just kind of in the middle and there's these two trains passing by um different sides of me. And Dan Winter talks about how those those still points in that chaos is actually where the soul blossoms up from. That's where we bloom bloom up from like a rose. And that's actually what the cross represents is uh, the crossing of these magnetic still points in the electromagnetic field. And that actually makes sense because then after I started having those dreams, I had a dream that I was born again. Uh, I can actually rem remember being birthed <laughs> again. And I remember it felt like it was a male doctor um, wearing all white and he had the, the white surgeon mask on and the, the cap wearing all white and I just remember him like picking me up from this darkness like being delivered and uh, my grandmother actually birthed me actually delivered me and the circumstances of that are unique as well um uh, come from a couple interesting families that might um, have something to do with some of these uh, deeper underpinnings of human history. But don't worry, I'm on the good side. I'm a good guy. <laughs> Said all the bad guys ever. Um, yeah, so I also saw saw it as like being in the middle of a highway, like two like never-ending semis passing by me. <laughs> but just remaining calm and still in that chaos. Um, that is how it all works, baby. That's your consciousness. That's your awareness. Just don't be afraid. That's all. I can remember waking up at my grandma's house, the one who uh, delivered me in real life, my real birth. She, uh, she was the doctor there that gave, that delivered me. But I remember having a dream waking up in her house on one of her couches. I walked towards a door that went to her kitchen. And this was after she had passed away. But she was right there at the doorway. And uh, she just started hugging me. And it kind of felt like I couldn't go any further than that. Um... This is a dream that is going to come back um, when we start talking about a little bit more of my purpose here. And uh, this also kind of ties to my family's history. Uh, actually, both sides of my family's history in connection to the Revolutionary War in the Americas. Um, I actually come from a famous, uh, two famous Revolutionary War hero 
brothers. Uh, I'm a descendant of one of them. And um, we have good um, merit that we may go back even further to perhaps some of the events maybe um, in the biblical time but that's uh, that's to be talked about later but I can remember having a dream about a nuclear attack scenario or it seemed it kind of seemed like there there was this directed energy like weapons they kind of looked like almost like spaceship UFO things but they're definitely weapons like launching into the sky they're either weapons or defense systems and uh, the location I was at was significant for a number of reasons because it was actually a, a center of darkness in my hometown um, I won't say what my hometown is but it's kind of in the heart of America like literally if you look at a map of the United States it's smack dab in the center and there is um, there is a place there in town that most people are unaware of where um, darkness occurs but again more on that later and uh, but this nuclear bomb scenario dream I remember just the chaos of it happening. I remember like being on my phone and seeing seeing it in the news like on my phone and then just seeing the bombs in the sky and just the chaos ensuing. I remember an old lady running by with her her shirt had gotten like blown off, like disintegrated from one of the blasts nearby and I was like taking off my shirt to give it to her. And then it felt like maybe there was a bomb that uh, hit nearby, and uh, that's why I woke up, perhaps. And so, part of me feels like maybe I died in a nuclear blast or something. Um, yeah. So... That was, uh... Page one of, let's see, I have 16 pages of recollections. So I'm going to continue to put these out. Um, I'm going to share all of my experiences. Uh, my name is Roy Laverne, and this is the Dimensional Ladder. Thank you for tuning in. Please uh, just... Stay vigilant. Imagine a protective divine ball of energy in your best self-interest, starting from your heart, spreading through your entire being and even outside of you, and just protecting you and giving you love and energy. Remember, God is within. Um, don't give in to fear. Thank you all. Love you. Peace and love. Respect for all God's life.